0: Welcome to the Boss Podcast. This podcast provides today's sellers with sales tactics that will help them to reach their goals. Your host, Mark McGinnis, brings you diverse guests, high-quality discussion, and valuable insights on every single show. Mark is the author of Tactical Pipeline Growth, as well as an in-demand sales trainer and coach for B2B companies all over the world. If you want to be better at outbound sales, you're definitely in the right place. Now, let's get into the podcast.
1: What would you do if your sales director said,
2: we're moving most of our account execs into SDR roles? It's a good question. On today's episode, we'll find out
1: what happens when you do that. You know, I love it when you get someone who's prepared to take a few risks and those risks pay off. They make for really great stories. And I love it even more when it's a business I know and have genuine respect for. Most likely, if you're in business development, you know of Lusha, or maybe you've even tried Lusha. It's one of those staple SaaS products that SDRs, BDMs, and anyone doing outbound need as part of their quitter. In today's episode, we get a sneak peek behind the curtain to look into what their product-led growth strategy was, how it changed, and the risks they took to get the business firing on all cylinders. Asa Elder is the head of sales at Lusha, and I'm delighted to have him on as a guest. Since we recorded this episode, Lusha has since announced a $205 million raise, which will give them a market cap of $1.5 billion. That's billion with a B. I know you're going to love this episode. Buckle up and have a listen. Asa Welcome to The Boss Podcast. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Mike. No, absolutely. My pleasure. So look, I'm really looking forward to our discussion today because there's some really interesting things happening in your business, but even your business itself is super interesting. So my guess is a lot of people on this podcast would know Lusha. They would probably have used it a little bit. Maybe they use it a lot. Lusha has been a great product. It's something that I've used over the last few years. I've used it on and off. I think it's a, it's a great product and it really does bear a very distinct hole in the market. So on that front, I'm really excited to be talking to you because I think it's great to have somebody from an organization like that on for a product that I support and have done for many years. So thanks for coming on. And also for you as an individual, you're obviously a very talented sales manager, a very talented sales leader, because some of the things that you've taken the business through in the last 12, 18 months would normally be very difficult. A lot of salespeople, sales managers would, could almost be career ending. But here you are kicking goals and pushing ahead. So, thank you for taking the time. I'm really great to have you on.
2: Thank you very much. So, yes, as you mentioned, I took some risks in the last year by changing the sales team completely from what we used to do to what we're doing today. I got lucky because I have a great CEO who actually supported that change. Not everybody would do that. And we'll, I think we'll talk talk about it in a minute. I'll talk a little bit about myself. So, I've been in Lucia for the past three years. And currently, I'm um, head of sales here at Lucia, managing team of 25 people in SDRs and NEs, and before that, I was actually in the outbound business. I was head of BDR in a few companies, and I used Lusha in two different companies. Before I moved to Lusha, I didn't even know it was an Israeli company, just across the street of the companies I used to work in. And I think that Lusha really helped my process and helped me reach my target in other companies and uh, as a BDR. So when I came here, I was really excited to actually be a part of this company. And I started as a head of VDR here and I knew that I'm going to get this, but that's what I did at the beginning, used my own product you know, to bring more business. And then I, I moved into sales, I did some enterprise sales and something didn't work. And I realized it doesn't work. After four months of being head of enterprise sales at Lucia, I came to the CEO and I said, this doesn't work. What we're doing right now is not going to take us to the next level. If I'm going to bring us the business we want to bring to Lucia in order to be successful, And we started it together right away. uh, My sales up guy is like, he helped me a lot. And he's one of the best people I know to build it. And we can talk about that as well, about measuring everything about how to optimize your sales funnel. And I think that's a little bit about me in short here at Lucia. Okay. So just
1: in case we've got people on the podcast who don't know what Lucia is, give us the 30 second, 60 second spiel about what Lucia is and why people should check it out.
2: So Lucia is a B2B contact information database. At the end of the day, we have phone numbers and emails and uh, a few more data points, a lot more data points on people around the world. So if you are actually in the album business and you want your company to start prospecting and find the right people in order to contact them and uh, start cold calling, cold emails, etc., cetera, Lucia is the tool for you. We sit on LinkedIn and everybody look at a contact in LinkedIn. Lucia will provide useful information on that contact. And we also just came out with a prospecting tool. So within our platform, you can actually slice and dice the data. So let's say you want VP cells in EMEA uh, uh, from computer software space. We can provide that and you can download that, push it straight to your Salesforce. And the goal is to be super targeted. We are very good with direct dials, and that's our uh, bread and butter. And everybody that moves to Lucia from other companies, it's mainly for the direct dial. you know, post Corona. Not a lot of people are at the office, and there's not really a headquarters number anymore. Nobody, You don't have extension one, two, three, or you call the secretary. Hi, Mike, speak to mark, please. Oh, yes, please hold. Doesn't happen. Everybody direct dials these days. And Lucia was the first one who started collecting those, and now we are the leader in that, and that helps us a lot in our business. Yeah,
1: look, 100%. So I can validate that from a sales training perspective. Some of the teams that I'm training, we've had other Products, so I won't mention what they are, but you know when we've looked at the data list, we didn't have the direct dials, and when we started to dig deeper, a lot of those lists were pretty old pretty quickly, and because some of these list generation companies focus so heavily on USA and UK because that's where everyone is, right? Down here in Australia, we've only got 35 yeah. million people, but the lists don't work right. because you know. But if you use Lusha, it does work. Yeah, look, I can absolutely support what you said there. It's a, it's a great product, and a lot of my clients are using it. So again. I'm very pleased to have a representative of Lucia on. Thank you. So, Lucia has grown through this thing called product led growth, right? So, let's start there. And I think that'll make sense to dig a little bit deeper into how you've been successful as a sales leader with some of the buttons that you've pressed or the levers that you've pulled. So, just explain for the average person what's a product led organizer? Tell us about that. How does that work? How do you go to market? Give us a background there.
2: Great. So, Lucia is a product led growth company, means that PFG means that the KPI of marketing. It's to bring users and not lead. Meaning the VP marketing will never give me lead. I will never get direct leads from marketing their KPI to bring users. If there are other companies like that, like Slack, for example, like Monday.com, like Zoom.us, right? But you start using the product for free. You can download it and start using it immediately. Very simple, very uh, user-friendly. And once you use the product and you use it for free, you can use it for months if you want for free. Then you get hooked and then you start paying for it. You can pay. You can start paying in self-service, right, and buy for yourself with the website. But if you want a big deal and big things and more abilities and more features, you go to the enterprise. That's pretty much the important thing to know is that we get a lot of users, tens of thousands of users every month coming in and download the Lusha plugin, and now we need to do something with them. So some of them are actually raise their hand, right? We get it. Comes an inbound lead. "Ah, I want to talk to somebody. Those people usually have another intent because they already use the product. Product that grows. So when you come to them and you say, Hi, I saw that you want to see a demo. Yes, have you used the product? Oh, yeah. I've been using it for a long time, but does, I don't know of a company that doesn't have at least one or two users of Lucia for free? You name a company. We have them. the tricky part is actually to what to do with all these free users that come from a good company, right? Let's say company about 500 people in good region that want to work with like UK. And we only have free users there. It's always to start our uh, outreach uh, to those companies in order to get them on board. A lot of these companies are using Lucia as a premium account, a professional account. That's ex- exactly what it means to have a product-led growth environment. You have companies like Google or Amazon that has 100 or 200 paid accounts with Lucia. Are we working with Google? Not necessarily. I'm working with Amazon. Not necessarily. But we have a lot of accounts, a lot of paying accounts that are using us. Now, the goal is to come and have one umbrella account for those accounts, and that's the goal of the sales team, In as far as when they inbound. Now, our inbound machine, we have a lot, lot of inbound needs. Uh, they come and they have tons of intent, and we build the process for it. Most of our sales need from that, and that's great. At the end of the day, we have users. We have a lot of users. We want to do something with them. We want to try to convert them and that's what plg is all about a lot of people coming into the product and you start, start selling them.
0: if you're listening to this podcast my guess is you're someone who's trying to win at sales. whether that be to land more meetings have better prospect conversations or simply increase your closing rates if this sounds like you visit mark's brand new Road page where you can find a whole bunch of new training content available in bite-sized pieces designed specifically for salespeople who want to improve their sales results and lock in some quick wins. Go to markmc.gumroad.com. That's M-A-R-K-M-C dot G-U-M-R-O-A-D dot com. Choose a short course that works best for you. Now let's get back to the show.
1: Okay, so from the strategic selling point of view, do you target the company or the people. So do you see, let's just use Google as an example, right? Cause everyone knows Google. Like if you say four people sign up for Google tonight or today, do you go, oh, someone should ring the people at Google or are you going through your CRM and going, who's a business that we want to work with? Let's put Google in. How many people have we got using Google? Oh, we've got four people here. Let's reach out to them. Is it reactive or are you hunting or farming? You know what I mean?
2: Yes. So I think that uh, there are two answers to this question, two parts of that answer. One is yes, we are hunting. Right. Somebody that downloads Lucia, we try to call them and say, hey, you download Lucia, you use five credits. Why? What value did they give you? I see that let's not take Google. Let's take other company, thousand people company. I said that other people in your company are using Lucia. Why use it? How did you hear about us? Why are you using Lucia? And that's one thing we do. But and we talk to those people, but they're not the decision makers. The people who use our product are SDRs. So we talk to them, we bribe them give them some free credit. In exchange, we ask for the right, for the right person to talk to. Oh, we prospect. We use Lusha right on our database. And we yeah. prospect the right person in the right team. And we say, hey, uh, by the way, you know that John, Johnny, and George are using Lusha from your team. Did you know that? Let's get everybody on board. We'll start a free trial process and see if we can give you value. So it's a bottom-up approach, very much a bottom-up approach because we, I call it the Lollipop method. We give a lot of Lollipop. To a lot of SDR. So at the end of the day, we'll come to the manager and say, look, three or four of your guys have lollipops, five of them don't. Give lollipops to (laughs) everyone.
1: Yep. So look, I, I really love that. I think that's fantastic. And the access to the decision maker must be much easier once you've spoken to two or three of those people that are using the product.
2: And we show them value. Once you show them value, they will come to the manager and say, hey, let's give you value. Let's give me value. I want this tool. Not expensive. Check out what it is. So just from a technical point of view, do you get the
1: users to introduce you or do you, do you get the information and go in call to the decision maker?
2: So first thing I do is try to convert them by email, right? I'll give you 50 credits. I'll send him an email. I'll give you 50 credits so you can use Lucia, give him the decision maker or give me an intro. If you do not do that, we can call them Got and you. we can be prepared. It really depends on the BDR. If the BDR is prepared, then he will say, hey, Mark, I know the boss is uh, Sean. Do you have, I have his number. I'm going to call him. Then good things about Lucia. Oh, ask for it. Yep. Yeah. Wow.
1: Those 50 credits would be pretty powerful. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. So if you, anyone's used Lucia, you'll know those credits, you know, they particularly when you're prospecting and you're looking for a couple of names inside one organization, you go, I'll just, you know, socially surround my prospect. Wow. There's four credits gone.
2: Damn.
1: So I can just think. Yeah. very intuitive. Too. <laughs> <laughs> That's very, very good bribery. Perfect. So I think that'd work a lot. That's fantastic. Okay. So now we, we now understand. So basically it's a, we're going to try and get as many users as we can into an organization, then leverage those users to get into the decision maker. There's less opportunity for you to have to, pr- or requirement for you to have to prove the fit because 20%, 30%, half, whatever of the SDRs or whatever are already using the product. And hopefully they're pretty happy with it. So the
2: boss then goes, is this stuff any good? Yeah, we love it. We use exactly what happened. Yeah. Lucia, the proficiency the putting. Data is the best in the world. I'm telling you that I worked in a company before Lusha, a little BDR. I built the whole BDR structure there, and I used all the competitors, and I stopped using them to use Lusha. BDRs are on LinkedIn. That's the rhythm. That's what they do every day, all day. You want them to be on LinkedIn, liking posts, looking for people, prospecting on Sales navigator. When they look at people, they already have the, the Lusha and give the information. It's super targeted. And the other day, I don't teach people, I don't teach my VDRs how to pass gatekeepers because there are no gatekeepers anymore. You get the direct numbers and then you, you teach them how to show value in 15 seconds, cold calling, and it works. Perfect. Okay. So
1: we now understand how you go to market. So that's fantastic. Very clever. But you've recently, in the last 12 months or so, had to make some significant changes to the way that you've gone to market. Do you want to tell us a little
2: bit about that? Because I think it's really interesting. Yes. Thank you very much. I think that what we did in Lucia before work for a young company is Lucia. And I'll explain briefly what we did. We had a lot of leads coming right? in, a lot of people, there's a lot of engagements. We talked about PLG environment. We got a lot of users. Users ask questions. And we had about nine or 10 salespeople. And they all sold a lot. But because of the high volume, a lot of small deals. Right? So we had salespeople that sold $50 deals monthly. We had a guy that sold in one month 40 deals, 40 deals each deal was $100, like $4,000 MRA or monthly recurring revenue. That's what I did. And when I started working with the enterprise team, I tried to do bigger deals. And every time I did a world because we didn't have the structure to sell big deals. Another thing that we did was we used Intercom as a chat tool. And most of our sales were in Intercom, chat. Somebody will tell it, type, hi, I want to know how much it costs to buy five users. It's $5 per user. Five times, 20, five, times five is $25. i will give you 20% discount. 20. Can I send you the purchase? I yes. Everything by check. I didn't show value. We didn't show anything to the client. We, as soon as they know, we kind of helped the self-service run. And once I started working in big companies, I realized that, that that's just impossible. So I came to the CEO. We broke our head together and we thought about what to do. And I came from a company that was a good school for me, worth mentioning, Sisense. It's, a, it's an Israeli company, probably the best sales schools in the, in the world. You can really learn processes and structure them. And I didn't invent anything. I really took the structure that I knew from other companies and I built it in Lush. So we had the inbound SDR that received a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of noise, a lot of inbound data, and started screening the neurons. How do we screen that in criteria we we want to talk about it in a second? We had an account executive that showed demo, that had a upfront contract, discovery, a short presentation, next step, rent-free trial, talked about pricing. But I think that the most, and that's the structure, right? And the structure is very, very important. The most important thing was guidelines and the process. One of the things we did is we started doing minimum deal size. A year ago, it was $3,000 minimum deal size. Right now, it's 7000 in one year, we doubled our minimum deal size because it worked. A salesperson costs money, an SDR costs money. If a salesperson will start selling a $50 deal, you don't need them, the salesperson, you don't need to pay them so much. So the minimum deal size was $3,000. And we only sold yearly subscription, not month. This is the first two chance we did. And the results came after two, three weeks. And they were great. At that time, we closed about two fifty dollars a month in uh, ARR, uh, in the revenue every month. We put in about $250,000, and that was good. But a lot of it, most of it was monthly, and churned after a few months. Yeah, so you're not growing. So you're, you're just replacing the people coming in the bucket and out the
1: bucket, and you're just putting more people in. All right. That hurts. Yeah, that's hard. Once we
2: start moving to yearly, we reduce the churn dramatically, and... We realized, we started measuring everything because I measure my whole funnel all the time. I measure everything. And it took about two weeks, two weeks of chain. After the chain, it was August first, 2020, it was very stressful. And we didn't sell anything for the first two weeks. And we didn't know what to do. <laughs> what happened? Because a salesperson in, in Lusha used to sell 40 sales a month. Every day, he had to sell. They didn't sell anything for two weeks. We got really stressed out. But after two weeks, we started sales came in and all of a sudden $3,000, $4,000, $10,000 deal. wasn't $10, not $20,000 deal at a minimum. So we pushed everything up and we did close the first one, 200, 000, which is 50 less, but they're all a And the next one, we already doubled. I had to do a lot of changes that weren't easy for everybody. A lot of people for account executives that used to call account executives in Lucia. That's There are salespeople. There used to be salespeople for Lusha, for old Lusha, i call it. Used to sell by chat. A lot of deals, 50 deals, 40 deals a month. So you can't say that they didn't sell. But the qualities were more of a BDR-like than sell. They weren't ready. So I actually had to move people from account executive to SDR. Uh, that wasn't an, an easy transition. I had to have a, have a lot of tough conversation. But I think most of them understood. And some of them are doing AE and renewals now. They got advanced really quickly. For told them, listen, there's a new process. You never have heard of it. You never learned it. So VR, learn it for a few months and advance And that's what's exactly what happened. The good ones need to become account executive or account renewal. So I really like this because I think it's a challenge that a lot of
1: sales people have is they often try to sell the cheapest product or whatever the, you know, we want to try and help our clients. So we think, okay, there's a $50 offer. You know, let's start with that. And what you're doing is, is you've taken all that away and now you've got a $7,000 offer is your bottom offer. Now it's still good product. It's still, you know, how many licenses does that get? You know, for example, that's six licenses. Okay. So that's great stuff. So, you know, you get six people and you got all the data for 12 months. So the value right. is the same, right? But the dollar value is high. So the value for the business is the same, but the value for you guys is, is higher. So it must have been hard for the salespeople to get their heads around that change of going from selling, you know, 50 $60 a month to a $7,000 a year. Uh, and I'll bet you had some really interesting conversations with salespeople as they're uh, trying to get over their limiting belief about that jump.
2: It wasn't easy. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't easy. They didn't believe it. They said, listen, Lucia is a monthly subscription. It's a small, it's only a plugin, there's not a lot, of, it's beta. I had to explain to them that it's a lot more. If I'm the head of BDR, I knew the bandit. and I'm the head of BDR, can reach my target with Lucia then if a company can reach their monthly or quarterly targets because of Lucia, because at the end of the day, prospecting and outbound, it's a numbers game. You call 50 people, 10 will answer. If you use Lucia, right, because you have direct dial, five will say not right now. Five will say no completely. Maybe two will say, I don't know, three will say no right now, and then two will say yes. Right? If you put enough people in your file, we're going to, you're going to throw sale. sales. We all know that. And if you show that value to customers, it's not only data, not only a phone number. You can get some interesting information about the person. You can send them, you can put them in, straight into cadence. You shorten the prospecting time. You, the process is much smoother and faster. You can give a lot of value to a company that right now is doing something manual or copy and pasting or get calling people that their numbers are incorrect. It's yeah. very pressing for They are to call and the number is incorrect. If the number is correct, it's a lot of value. You just need to show it. Uh, so I had a lot of conversation, mainly with the SDRs, explained to them. At the beginning, we did the simplest thing in the world. fun, I want budget, authority, need, and timeline. That's it. That's all I need. It's the same Today, we're a little bit more sophisticated. We actually do proper discovery. But at the beginning, the beginning, all I needed is the minimum deal size and bond. That's it. And if that worked, the account executive, you showed them or you quantify your pain. I started working with them a little bit more about how to sell, how to deliver value and not just give price on chat because that will probably never work. And it worked for the small deals, but if you want to reach 100,000 hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollar deals, you need to actually meet people in person or by by Zoom.
1: Yeah. So let me just make sure that we I understand that because I think this is a good point. What you're saying is what if people ask for a price without going through any kind of discovery, those deals very rarely Go anywhere. Is that right? Rem- yeah. Yeah. Uh, correct. <laughs> so that doesn't matter whether it's sales training. I get it all the time. On you know, LinkedIn, hey Mark, how much for, you know, like, if I answer this, I'm never going
2: to info over again. All right? Because there's no context. Because they have all the information. Once you get the price, they have all everything they need to know. I usually, I start saying that we are, would you like to buy a car for me? for $100,000? And they tell me, I don't have a $100,000 to buy a car. So what if they fly? What if you fly? Yeah. What if the car can take you to the moon? Would you go and find a $100,000 to buy my car? Say, it's okay. So let me tell you what I do first, what I did for the company, what value I can give you. And then we can decide if you have the budget or not. We can decide if you want to buy my product or not. First, let me show you something. Yeah. So did you do any kind
1: of exercises to help the team get over their, their limiting belief about pricing? Because I would think that you know, if you're selling something on Monday, for $50, and then on Friday, it's $7,000 and I'm selling
2: it. That must be hard. So how did you help the team pay there? So the first thing I told them is never show the pricing page ever. Like we uh, identified, divided, and then something my CEO was 100% clear on board and it was, he led this initiative where we have packages for self-service and we have a package for enterprise, that's the price. Most companies, they don't show the enterprise price, you need to talk to somebody. That changed a lot. I told them, forget about the pricing page. Forget about the monthly subscription. A user costs twelve hundred dollars a year. One user, you have a minimum deal size. Start with that and see what happens. And you know what? I didn't go over the top. Our competitors are still more expensive. We're still right there in the middle. And that's another thing I showed them. I started going to them one by one. One competitor A, how much did they cost the user? And they start saying, oh, it costs $100 a month. $200 a month, let's check. They cost $1,500 a year. Compared to B, how much do they cost? $1,200 a year. Instead of compared to C, how much do they cost? $1,000. Oh, okay. so more, they'll be cheaper than us. Why? What's the difference? What do they're we deliver that do they don't? Yeah, no, 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 direct that. <laughs> and I think one of the most important things is we started taking them out of Lucia and get them out to the world and see what's out there and stop being reactive. Wait for the chat to come in and sell a $50 deal. Be proactive. See what's out there. See where you are compared to, in comparison to uh, the competitor. And that worked pretty well. Yeah, fantastic. And so, what have you learned in relation
1: to how difficult it is to sell a $7,000 minimum deal as compared to a $50 deal?
2: So, $50 really depends which things, right? Uh, B2B and B2C are a little bit different. But in my state. I think that $50 deal is not really a sale. It help. You help somebody. They already made their, made up their mind. They know what they want. They want one user on monthly basis. You don't try, you don't offer them anything. I don't want to say take orders because you do some service, but a basic line, a basic form of so sale, $7,000 deal you already need. It's not a lot, by the way. No, really $7,000 deal is less than, I don't know, right? That's my electricity bill for a year. It really mean, it's not a lot for a company, only $7,000. We bought a chili piper here chip. in Russia. We made a decision like this. It wasn't, it wasn't a big deal yeah. when it's under 30, under 20 companies, big companies, they they run they, they chess, but you still need to show value. You need know, to sell a $7,000 deal, everything about 5000 You need to show something, you need to show value, you need to solve pain. Otherwise there's no excuse for it. And Russia solves a lot of pain. I don't know one company that reaches their target and you know, will overachieve their target. They always, And if you do achieve it, your, company, your the company and the boss and the board will raise your target. So you always need more. So you always, you always need more data. You always need more meetings. You always more no salespeople. You always, you always need more sales. So there's always need. It's just need to find what the pain is, how much it costs to the client, how much will it cost and compare between the two.
1: Yeah. My gut feeling is that selling a $50 deal might be or a $7,000 deal. A $7,000 deal might be four times as difficult and time-consuming as a $50 deal, but it's worth a lot more, like four four fifties is 200. So you do four times as much work and you get a significantly better upswing, right? And I think this is a really good yeah. lesson for for a lot of salespeople is we often focus on trying to sell the thing that's easiest to sell, you know, because we're trying to make it easy for, easy for us, but it's not, you know, sometimes... We're not really thinking that through. And if we were to sell something that was second from the top of a top level product, whether that be your product, my services, or something else, it feels like it's more work, but it's actually less work. And so you right. must be doing you must be doing a, a really good run rate now. So you said you were doing 250K ARR, monthly revenue. Are you allowed to share what you're doing now or is that secret?
2: I'm not sure, but let's say that we it's six times the amount and more. Okay. after Nine months. And how, and how many trades? Same amount of transactions, less, more. Less transactions, a lot less transactions. Okay, so okay. less. Less than half. So
1: less than half the transactions, right? So that's less than half the headaches. Well, same amount of headaches, right? Six,
2: six times time, but... six time more than six times the revenue. Six. And again, this is from building a machine. And measure and start measuring everything. You have We didn't have a process before. Each account executive or salesperson, whatever you want to call them, be, be reactive on chat. Now we have a process. Each individual know what they're doing in the in the organization. The SDRs, the BDRs, the inbound A, the outbound, and we measure everything for them. We measure their average deal size and we try to keep them up all the time. We measure the amount of discount they bring. How much discount do you give the client? We use tools like Gong, like Larry, to get everything clear, like sales law, to do engagement. And we measure everything in order to improve and we, improve, and we keep on improving. A lot of our deals is pure good process. You do a good process and you will have a good process. You will optimize it because you do it. It's repetitive. Tell is repetitive. That is what it is. That's how it is, especially BDR. You call 50 people a day. You stay the same pitch. Start the same way. Not easy, but it's very rewarding if you're successful. And it's good because you, because it's repetitive, you can optimize it and become better at it. Wow. Okay. So let's just do a quick recap. So we got product led growth,
1: you know, let's getting lots of users on the platform, then bouncing from those users up into decision makers to sell, let's call those enterprise deals in inverted commas, as opposed to single users. And then, you know, the big takeaway for me is that you've focused on lifting the minimum contract rate or the minimum sale value to make it much easier for you to increase your total sales, but lower the amount of transactions that you do, which, make, which is the key to a sales efficiency. So I think this is really good. So what I'd like everybody that's listening today to think about, you know, how can you do the same in your own business, whether we are selling something that's a product-led growth, or if you're selling some finance products, or, you know, stop focusing on the easiest product to sell the lowest denominator. Try and think about selling something a little bit higher up the value chain so that you can make less transactions, but make more money for both yourself and your organization. One of the good things he said there at the end, Asa, of course, was, you know, measure everything. Going on your gut feeling, is what got us into this, gets us into trouble all the time, you know, because your gut feeling will tell you selling the cheap thing is the easiest thing, right? To measure everything, figure out how much time you're spending on the phone, how many people you're reaching out to, what are your conversion rates, you know, how many phone calls you got to make to have a conversation, how many conversations are you having to get a, a proposal, how many proposals are you putting out to get a signed deal? And if the dollar value is low, then divide that across all of those activities to see what your dial for dollar rate is. You know, you'll be surprised, you might be making, you know, telephone calls at a dollar each. You don't want to be doing that. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> so, Asa, before I let you off, and thank you for sharing, is there, is there anything that, you know, over and above that that you'd like our listeners to take away from today?
2: Yes, I think that the change that we did here in Lusha happened because I had support. Support of the CEO, COO, and it was risky. But if you come with a plan and you explain your plan well and show where you're going and where you want to go, it should work. Just you need to be patient it will make you focused on the right things, on the good things you want to do in the business. But it might take time to start. And for me, it took, luckily because Lucia is a high volume, low touch, our average sales cycle right now is 25 days. It took, what, two to three weeks. And even if it took, it would have taken two months, I would stick by it because it looked correct. If after a quarter it doesn't work, then maybe stop and yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. look back and see what you're doing wrong. If it didn't work after a quarter, maybe we wouldn't have been talking.
2: Sorry. Yeah. Probably. By a different company too.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So but good on you for taking a risk, mate. I think this is fantastic. And that's why I wanted to share your story. If people are interested in learning more about yourself or indeed Lusha, you know, can they get in contact with you how? What would you like to leave in relation to people getting in contact with you?
2: They can find my link easily. They can also email me. My first name, Asa, at lusha.com. Can't get easier than that. Thank you very
1: much for coming on the BOSS podcast all the way from Israel. Much appreciated. Thank you.
2: Thank you very much. Thank you for
1: How would you like an electronic copy of Tactical Pipeline Growth sent directly to you for free? You see, I need a little help and I'm prepared to swap you for it. All you have to do is leave us an honest review on Apple Podcast as it would really help other listeners to find us and it helps us find more great guests in the future. And of course, the better the guests, the better the sales strategies that we get. The good news is it'll only take you about 60 seconds to do and you can probably access the review function directly from the device you're using right now to listen to us. I'd really appreciate it. Simply leave us a review and then screenshot that and send it to me either via DM on LinkedIn or directly through my email, and I'll send you a copy of the book straight away. So that's it for this show. Catch you on the next episode.
0: Thanks for listening.